Come here in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Good afternoon. I have a, a story I would like to share with you today. Uh, before I do, there's two little bits of information I have to share with you so I have a little understanding of the background of the story. Uh, many, some of you may know I'm from Wisconsin, grew up in a small town in Wisconsin, and for many years I was a supermarket there, and I was also a priest at the same time. Uh, and I was also a hospice chaplain. Those are important ingredients in the story. Uh, I was often approached by people who said, own a grocery store and you're a priest? What's that about? And so God appeared to me one day and he said, they don't feed my sheep. So I go to this great big supermarket and I said, Lord, we did it. We got a big supermarket. And he says, done it. You got it wrong again. Go to celebrate. That's how I ended up doing both things, and then ended up doing both for quite a while. The story I'd like to share with you this morning involves three people. Uh, one of them is Jim, one of them is Moles, and one of them is the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit works amongst us all of the time. Jim was a Native American, big man, bigger than me, believe it or not. Bigger than I was then, but it was just large. Uh, Jim was a good old boy. He was a party goer. He was a storyteller. He always had a joke. He was always fun to be around. Everybody wanted to be a friend of Jim's. Jim wanted to be a friend of everybody. Whenever Jim went anybody, went anywhere, people surrounded him. He was just the greatest of guys. Jim came from a family. Uh, he was adopted. Uh, his family was quite well to do. He was expected to grow up in the family business, which would have made him very wealthy. But Jim was not into wealth. He was not into acquiring things. He was into living life. And it didn't matter what form that took, but he wasn't going to follow in those footsteps that they had set up for him. I heard he had a new job, and I said, Jim, I hear you're working. You got a new job? He said, Yeah. I said, Where are you working? He said, For the city of Toma. I said, Really? I said, What are you doing? He said, I work on the dump truck. He says, Man, Dale, that's a great job. He says, I tell you, I've only been there like a month. And he said, I've already got more ties and sport boats than my, my banker has. And he says, I bring home stuff every day. It's like it's Christmas every day when I come home. My wife's waiting to see when I bring home to the from. But uh, Jim, Jim was uh, a fun-loving man. And I loved being around him. And he had a wonderful sense of humor. Jim, Jim did, you know, he told me that he had a surgery. And he says, well, the doctor said it's a very risky surgery. And he said that uh, he wouldn't perform the surgery until I lost 25 pounds. And he said, even if you lose 25 pounds, this is going to be a really, really risky surgery. So Jim lost 25 pounds and went back to the doctor and said, okay, I'll perform a surgery. But I told you it's very risky. And he performed it. surgery. So before I do, he said, may I tell you, there's a couple things about it. High risk. And second of all, when you come to a surgery, you're driving XMV, but you have to stay away. You have to stay away. It's a matter of life and death if you come out of this and you do not go back into going under the anesthesia. So he had the surgery, he succeeded, the surgery was successful. I went to see Jim and I said, How do you go? He said, Well, I'm pretty 
you know, I told you that Dr. said it was high risk. I said, yeah. He says, he told you that I'd have to, I'd have to stay away from this job. He says, well, here's what happened. He said, I was just coming through and I vaguely remember this. He said, uh, I heard the doctor and he was slapping me. The doctor was a friend of his. He was, he was as small as Jim was big. And he was slapping me and he said, Jim, wake up. You fat boy, you wake up, fat boy. He says, I, uh, he says, you can't stay away from remember. And he says, just that I heard. Heard him say, Dr. Boyd, to the emergency room. He said, I gotta do the emergency room. He says, Bev, said to my wife, you keep him away. It's my own wife and death. You keep him away. Here's this pointed pin. He says, I want you to point hey, if you have to. That's what it takes to keep away. Because if you don't, he's gonna die. You understand? Just, I understand, Dr. Go take care of him. He says, he's gonna yeah, I understand, just go, I'll take care of him. And he said, I heard the door go swish, 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 and he left the operating room and he said, Wife leaned over in her loving way and said, Bye bye. Jim had a sense of humor. He uh, often stopped in the store and had a cup of coffee and shared a joke or a story and was bringing up the date on different friends. One day he walked in and I knew something was different. I, just, I knew it immediately. I saw a little bit of and uh, this was several months after, a couple of years after the surgery. And he came in and he says, can we go up to your office? He said, yeah, well, then I knew him. He said, he never asked him my office. So he, we went up to my office and he said, I got two, something I got to tell you. He said, I just came from the doctor and I got three months to live. And he said, I have two favors to ask you. He says, one, will you go with me to tell my wife? And I know his wife for years. She worked for me in another business. And I said, of course, I'm going to share it. And he said, and the other thing is, he says, I know you can to talk to me about Jesus. And I kept shoving you off. I kept, I was actually kind of rude at times, and I apologize for that. But they all I'm scared. I know this is it. And I need to know about Jesus. Would you spend some time with me? Will you teach me about Jesus? So that's what I did. I went over and shared that news with his wife, and then I went there several noon times a week, and we had lunch, and we talked about Jesus, and we talked about what was going on in the life of Jesus, and, and what I felt was important information. And the doctors, unfortunately, were very accurate that three months from the day he came to see me, Jim died. So a couple years go by, and the other person in my story is a man by the name of Moles Lamb. Moles was a caretaker for the local golf course. And wonderfully, he was always one of my favorite adults because as I grew up as a teenager and we grew up to golf, he treated all of us teenagers just like the adults. Didn't make any difference if they were the president of the club or if it was us, he treated us all greatly. He and his wife would come in my store every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock without fail. Every Thursday morning. Never saw him without her or her without him after he retired. And then one day I looked out and there she was pushing a grocery cart all by herself. And I went over and I said, where's Moles? She says, you haven't heard? No. She's got cancer. Moses died. I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I said, but this afternoon we have time to go out and see him. He won't see it now. He what? For a friend. He would, if you were a priest. He says, I begged him. 
Does it matter if we've been to church every Sunday? We never went to church. Does it matter how much money we have? Does it matter who we are in the community? God never, ever gives up on us. He wants us to be with Him forever. That's why He sent His Son. And when that day comes, when you and I face our Maker, and we will, we all will, He's not going to ask us about our church attendance or what church we went to, but He's not going to ask us about kind of a house we lived in, or whatever job we had. He doesn't care what kind of car we drove, or if I had my own anything that There's only one thing I think God's going to ask us as we approach him on that day, and he's going to say, what have you done for the least of mine? Amen. Amen.